Let's just jump straight into the intro. Welcome to Game Busters. Uh, it's a bit different this week because usually Nirav's the host, but he's away this weekend, so you're stuck with me. I'm Ree, um, and but as usual, we're going to be diving into a game or franchise we love or just maybe want to talk about. This week, I've got Axel, the uh, editor of Game Luster. Howdy. And I've got Luke, who was at Game Luster, but then got a promotion to real life. So hi, Luke. Hello. Is that really a promotion, though? <laughs> but yeah, uh, Luke used to be on a few episodes, and then he, I guess, got a life. Not really <laughs> and a life, but more back. trying to just focus on stuff which I couldn't do. Because coursework, yeah. turns out doing a computing degree is very difficult. There you go. <laughs> I've got to say, I do not envy anyone who's having to do like any coursework right now, it, like especially remotely. It just sounds like absolute hell. It is. So normally for like, our opening segment, we've started doing a dungeon crawler game that Nirav has. Uh, I don't have that game though. It's like this card game. It's really cool and really neat. But you know, this is a chill episode. So I just thought I'd open it up with asking you guys what you've been playing this week. So Axel, what what have you been playing? Uh, I've been going through a lot of stuff recently. Uh, I have, uh, I just, you know, I got my uh, PS5 a little while ago. Uh, oh! Yeah, uh, yay stimulus money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, we're, I've been uh, going through uh, Returnal and uh, the remaster of Demon Souls. Uh, oh! Returnal is, it's wonderfully frustrating as hell it that sounds uh, like a roguelike in general <laughs> yeah it is i my only real objection to it is the uh the fact that it you know if you quit the game it's basically the same as starting a whole new cycle and i yeah I think that's I've heard. that's a yeah that's just an annoying design decision I cannot understand why they didn't just, at the very least, give you a a save spot that says, okay, you know, especially inside the ship, you know, just decide to go, okay, I'm going to crawl into the wreckage of my ship, I'm going to lay down, this will save my progress, and I can quit safely on this iteration. But... Yeah, I mean, I don't see why there can't be an exit save, really. It still keeps that insane difficulty, because if you die, you know, you're, you're going back, you can't go back to a previous save, but it also means that you know, if real life gets in the way, you can put it down for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I think that's one of the uh, the big problems with this, con you know, with this console generation, probably with the one before it. The notion of oh yeah, everything has to be online, everything has to be connected. <laughs> you don't have a life. You're a gamer. <laughs> exactly. Oh god, uh, Luke, what have you been playing recently? So I've been playing the big one. I finished Resident Evil 8 last night because... Oh, really? Well, quite simply, I just quick. love Resident Evil, so I've played it obsessively in the hours I've had. Finished it last night. <clears throat> played a few rounds of Mercenaries this morning just to poke around, and I'm going to maybe go back and try and beat that on harder difficulty at some point. Uh, otherwise, I try... I'm giving Nier Automator another swing because I've had it sitting on my PlayStation for ages, and I was like, I need to play this thing because I hear it's amazing. And Yeah, it meant to play that for so long i need to pick it back up myself i i was slacking i, I suck and otherwise <laughs> a lot of my friends have suddenly started getting into apex legends so i'm gonna play a few rounds of that here and there 
But, uh, yeah, is probably With Resident Evil Village, with Resident Evil, how is that compared to the other ones? Because I've heard a lot of people complain that it's not as scary, yeah. but that sounds, like, perfect for me. Like, it's it's still a good game, but I I think I like 7 more. 7 yeah, was, I think, like, hit a really good fans. spot between being scary and having, still having action elements to it. And then, like, obviously, it's nothing come the 2 remake, which is just incredible as a game. But uh, I did enjoy oh, it. So it's got like, some it's really so scary. There's a there's a whole like psychological centric chapter that gave off some massive Silent Hill vibes that I absolutely loved. But the rest of that game's kind of it's kind of scary, but it's also a bit too action heavy. So it's not as scary as Seven gets. Like Seven's first half is some of the, like the not just get uh, scary, but like some of the best stuff I've ever seen in a Resident Evil game. I think it's like just genuinely so much fun while also being terrifying at the same time. Uh, oh god yeah it looks I, I couldn't even play it but like with Resident Evil 8 I think I will probably pick that up just because this time there you have a lot more options I think yeah. not as confined from what I've seen anyway like eight, 8 definitely ramps up the violence that 7 kind of toyed with but also it's not as scary at the same time it's just a bit more gratuitous yeah. I guess but uh, no I enjoyed it but I don't think it's as good as 7 which is a fantastic game <laughs> But completely change the subject. I've been playing new Pokemon Snap. Nice. <laughs> That's, okay. There was no healthy way to transition into that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I, I played it because that was our last week's episode with Pokemon Snap. But I just completely fell in love with hearing about it. And I, I was on the, the side of how can a game with one game mode be interesting for that long? But somehow it really is. It's so repetitive, but just you don't. It doesn't feel it. It, it every time you feel like you've just got something different and I, I bloody love it I really recommend it I really enjoyed messing with the photo editor in that game I was streaming it to some yes, friends one night absolutely. and uh, I got a picture of a uh, Tangrove and my friend she hated it <laughs> so I was like I'll see if I can make it better in the photo editor and I just made it worse I put like yeah. a cartoonish <laughs> smile on it I put effects around it I mean I, I mean, I said I was going to make it better I, I very deliberately was just trying to make it worse and it turned out really well. <laughs> I just realized, I'm the other game I've been playing, there's just no consistency right now. I got um, Mortal Kombat 11 from my brother. Nice. So I've been playing it's a that. Good game. So I have been. It's, it is really good. I've been splitting my time between Pokemon Snap and Mortal Kombat 11. It's, it's been a week. Two completely totally different week. games. <laughs> But I, I, I love Eleven. It, I, I used to love Mortal Kombat as a kid, and like just for some reason never got back into the franchise after the like 3D era, and I'm back into it mm. now. Com- I'm loving it. My only complaint about Eleven is that Ronda Rousey does a shit job with Sonya Blade. Oh, her acting She's is terrible. terrible. Oh, she she can't act to save her. Like, I mean, maybe she can in wrestling. I don't want to. I don't want to just like tarnish this. She was a decent wrestler, but in MK11, she's fucking terrible. She, I mean, it probably isn't even completely her fault. She just, she hasn't got experience in voice acting. I'm guessing, she needed direction. <clears> and she <throat> clearly didn't get it. Just that she was a terrible Sonya, and I'm just mad that, you know, they, I mean, they basically like redesigned the character around her, and that was just a yeah. really poor decision, I think. Also, she's like yeah. a mad conspiracy theory, not in real life. She is, isn't she? And I know but, she thinks yeah. she's a Sandy Hook truther, I believe, among many yeah, of the horrible things that. she believes. Yeah, she's not great. So I don't even know why they got her in the game, but she's there. Um, because she was the only female UFC fighter at the time that had any name recognition or cachet. That's probably a good point. And also it meant they could have a dress up as Sonya and go to yeah. WWE and yeah. 
you know, it was, Good. It, was, it was it was it was probably easier from the motion capture perspective, but uh, hell from the voice acting perspective. <laughs> it's really bad. It's defi- it was definitely hellish in my ears listening to her talk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh god. Okay. Well, somehow, I, somehow, I have to transition to talking about our game today. There is real no natural way to do it, but we're talking oh, about. No. Oh, there, there we go. It, okay. It, 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 you know, it, it's a hellish experience. <laughs> there we go. Good point. There you actually. Go. And it has it has celebrity cameos. Although this time, I don't want to hate on the celebrities. I feel like they were just wasted in this. We're talking about the wonderful and much adored Mass Effect Andromeda uh, this week. Uh, in the run-up to the good Mass Effect game, well, hopefully good Mass Effect game coming out, uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Um, <laughs> how do we even begin with this? I think we'll just open with our experience on the game. So I've actually completed it. I believe both of you abandoned it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can't even remember how Out much of interest. I actually played. Yeah. I was about to ask how far did you guys get? <laughs> I got, I think I got fairly far. Uh, I believe I had unlocked most, if not all, the planets. Uh, I was going back through, or I'd made return visits to some of the planets, seeing some of the the colony setups, and it's like, oh god. In all their samey glory. Well, worse, just... I think the thing that really bothered the hell out of me was the sudoku puzzles that it was t- the sudoku puzzles were bad but it was being told oh hey there's this vista this wonderful wide horizon that you can look towards but you can't drive to because then your vehicle will die in a fiery crash <laughs> <clears throat> it's so insanely obvious that they intend to do more of the planets i mean there's only like six of them for christ's sake and it just it feels like there should be more and just more to do on them yeah. Um, but we're definitely going to touch on why that is, though. <laughs> there's a there's a reason for that. Researching this game's development has been a wild ride from start to finish. <laughs> so I guess to start at the beginning, um, we have to start in 2012, the release of Mass Effect 3. Uh, again, divisive. <laughs> I wouldn't say as divisive as in Andromeda. I guess Andromeda. Andromeda wasn't divisive. Too. Everyone yeah. agreed it sucked. Yeah. That's the polite. That's the polite way to say it. I think I've been, I've done a full day at work, like writing about games. So I've been like taking this game shit, and everyone hates it. To uh, the game drew some controversy. Don't censor uh, yourself. Read. You know, be, on, be honest with yourself, if nothing yeah, else. Exactly. So yeah, in reality, I guess the Mass Effect free ending was. I guess you could call it divisive, but then dropped it. Like everyone just hated it. But um. Uh, yeah, fan uh, feeling about the about the ending of free was pretty negative. Um, a lot of people felt like their choices didn't matter. Um, so really, it was the perfect opportunity for to for Bioware to do what they did in the early stages of Andromeda, and decide to completely start over. Um, new protagonist, new team working on it, new galaxy. Um, really, they just didn't want anything from the original trilogy to um, hold them back. Um, so yeah like I said they got a new team they got Bioware Montreal to work on the new Mass Effect who had previously worked on the DLC including the Citadel DLC which was um, something that I remember the fan base actually liking from Mass Effect 3 if I remember correctly um, and then yeah the next Mass Effect was always intended to be a new trilogy like 1, 2 and 3 
Um, but minimal work was done mapping out what the two games after Andromeda would be. They wanted to have the maximum created freedom um, for the first entry. Uh, with the new new trilogy, obviously the new character, we got to, we now play as uh, Ryder, who's a Pathfinder. Uh, which, but they also got rid of some series staples like the Paragon and Renegade system. And this was when I remember some fans were like, "Hey, what's going on here?" Out of interest, what did you guys think about getting rid of Paragon and Renegade? Do you think that was one of the problems, or? Uh, um, I didn't really think about it too much because I always thought in Mass Effect Paragon and Renegade was too straightforward anyway. So it was like, as long as I still had the freedom to be either a good person or an asshole, then I didn't care too much. As long as I had like a uh, very, very choice of responses to situations. Yeah, uh, I <clears throat> the, Par- the the Renegade and the Paragon system, you had wildly different results. Uh, you know, you were either really, really nice, really, really inspiring, or you were just a yeah. bastard. Punch a reporter in the face, three <laughs> straight games. No, uh, I, I, yeah, but, but, you know, being fair, the, the reporter was kind of begging for it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get it. He wasn't really, like, felt bad about that one. <laughs> it, it, it's really hard to, to feel bad about somebody that's just deliberately picking a fight with basically a a, a space commando <laughs> yeah not a smart decision really i've i've pretty much you know felt the same i was like um i think paragon and renegade was sort of innovative at the time in, in 2007 but i think by the time of um you know mass effect 3 it sort of run its course you know we kind of wanted more than just be good be bad especially when be bad could either be like you know stand up for yourself be assertive or push someone out a window you know there wasn't really any consistency with what renegade meant so i was was sort of looking forward to that um but anyway to sort of continue the story development this is when any sort of coherency ends with what they wanted the sequel to be uh, the only other thing the team knew they wanted to bring back was to or to, to do was to make it open world, um, but couldn't exactly agree on how they were going to do this. Many wanted to return to an abandoned idea from the original trilogy, trilogy which would involve being able to land on any planet that you saw on the, on the star map. To accomplish this in the sequel, they planned to have proce- to procedurally generate hundreds of planets, and this is pre No Man's Sky we're talking about. Um, and they really tried for a while to get this technology to work, but they just couldn't in the end. Um, so in the end, they decided, okay, we can't procedurally generate them. We're going to have to create them. Handcraft them. Yeah, handcraft them. Um, but because they'd wasted so much time on this, it was... They, they planned to have all these planets, and then they just kept scaling back and scaling back and scaling back, until in the end, we only got six that we were actually able to explore. And as we already discussed, they were pretty, pretty basic. Um, I guess that we sort of already talked about the planets. Is there anything that, you know, stands out to you from them? Not really. There really wasn't. That, I, I think that was the, the, the big sin was that visually they were all distinctive. You know, they, they didn't look like each other, but at the same time they there wasn't anything that made them stand out yeah you know there you didn't have the kind of you know the kind of really great stuff 
of uh, of like Vermeer or Ilos from the earlier games. You didn't have that feeling of wow, this is a an environment in and of itself. That's a really good point because uh, yeah, it's been ages since I played the first Mass Effect, and I can still remember Ilos. I can still remember Vermeer. Especially Burmai, for obvious reasons. <laughs> and um, with this, with Andromeda, I've played that more recently and I, I can't name a single planet from it. Um, I can remember there's the one with that guy Reyes on, and I thought that planet was semi cool because you actually had something to do in the settlement. There were some cool quests. Um, but it really wasn't good enough for a game that was toting itself as an open world to have one vaguely interesting settlement. Um, I remember it was, I think it was called Kadar or something, Kadir something, and you um, could influence who took control of, of the settlement. Um, and that's really kind of what you expect in an open world game, is sort of like little settlements like that, but like every planet had like one or two, and in most of them you couldn't actually influence them at all, they just felt completely static. I guess, you know, to me, like the whole idea of a Mass Effect open world. It sounds good if they put stuff in it, but, you know, is there anything you guys would want to see in a in an open world Mass Effect game if they tried it again? Not really. I, I prefer they stick to the older structure of having, like, one or two sort of hubs for quests and buying stuff and whatnot, and then they that way they can focus on creating more intricate levels. Like, that to me is why I think 2 especially stands out so much, because they just made, uh, what, the Citadel and... Um, the other one that's name is escaping me, where you find Liara. Um, so like they made those, they were nice oh, and yeah. detailed, and in that way they could just focus on making really good levels for the major quests. Hmm. It's just a me yeah, thing. Uh, I think Andromeda was the game that made me realise I'm getting bored of open world games. Yeah, it was. It was like the, it was like the peak moment for like open world burnout. I think where it was just like it was the pinnacle of this is open world for the sake of being open world. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it felt. And then anyway. I followed that up yeah. with playing like a janky Ubisoft open world crap and <laughs> I think just my interest in open world games was almost completely killed until I started playing Yakuza and fell in love with that. Um, I, <clears throat> I've, I don't necessarily mind open worlds when they're actually open worlds. You yeah. Know, when, there is, when there is a sense of actual freedom... And the idea of, okay, I'm supposed to be discovering things. I am finding out secrets. I am learning new stuff. I'm getting familiar with environments. I love that. I mean, that's what's got me putting so many hours into No Man's Sky. Even when, you know, it, it changes things up and, you know, mutates into the game that it should have been at launch. But Mass Effect Andromeda wasn't an open world it was a it, it was trying to say hey i'm an open world i'm just like dragon age inquisition <laughs> oh wait that wasn't really an open world was it no uh, it was, <clears throat> i i just played inquisition as well and i was not happy with that open world and I, but, but yeah. this made me appreciate it a whole lot more because at least there was something to do there <laughs> at least there was stuff in it you know um this, this it just it felt so tonally confused and i guess it's because they had tried for so long to get the no man's sky approach working and it's interesting you say that like you can still you can play no man's sky now and have a fun time i don't think anyone could say that about andromeda and they completely dropped that 
like as soon as the fan feedback came back they just completely ditched andromeda whereas with no man's sky they kept at it and kept at it i mean do you i wonder if like andromeda could have ever been good <laughs> if they maybe stuck to it a bit longer and did the dlc they planned no i don't think it could have been <laughs> Uh, I think it's problems. The problems that game go far beyond just its con- the nature of its content. Like the one thing that yeah. bugged the hell out of me that I really, really hated was not being able to command teammates and tell them to use abilities. That was so weird. I think that, yeah, that? I think that was such an integral part of the combat. Being able to tell a teammate to like lift someone. I was like, yeah. if you wanted to time stuff and get biotic combos or whatnot. So when I realised that wasn't a thing, I was like, what the hell? It's literally one of the most important important aspects of combat, and now you've just took it out for no reason. I know that was yeah. I was never really big, or I very rarely used uh, teammate abilities, but I did like that teammates could use those abilities themselves, and it was, you know, it, there was a management aspect I didn't much care for, but yeah. The, Having the teammates along, just in uh, in Andromeda, was like, you're here. Why exactly? <laughs> you, you, you know, comic relief, yeah. something to keep me from going mad while I'm slowly exploring this strange new universe. And it's like, I, I think the big problem there was that the companions themselves weren't terribly engaging. Oh, yeah, I was gonna. I was about to say that actually. Um, I think at the end it might be fun if we play a game to see if we can try and name them because uh, I've already lost. And I did that about a month ago. <laughs> I, can maybe, yeah. I can maybe remember <laughs> one of them, their name, and that's it. Yeah. I, I can. I can remember. I can remember faces. I can't remember names at all. <laughs> it's like your like, like your generic sidekick number four. I think. I remember the female who was supposed to take over as Pathfinder, as the Pathfinder, and that's it. And even then, I only remember her oh. first name. And like, she's only memorable because she never shuts up about being like an Asari commando. Or whatever. Yeah, that's the only thing I can remember. Yeah. It's just her. Oh wait, no, I can remember the name of the that. Asari squad mate. I guess as well, and that's okay. it. You know what? Let's do this now. Okay, so from the ones I can remember, I've got uh, Cora, yeah. the human, PB the Asari. Yeah, those. That's PB. the only two I can yes. remember. Okay. That's thank thank you for jogging my memory. <laughs> um, who else is left? I can't I can't even remember a... what Ryder's dad's name is. <laughs> uh, Ryder Senior. Is, yeah, Ryder Senior. That, that works. You know? <laughs> yeah, we'll, we, we'll go with that. Um, God, who else is there? There was the female Turian. Uh, I thought she was cool. There, but that was about it. There was. I remember yeah. the ship's pilot was um. Oh god, I can't remember so much. There, he was a Salarian, and that's it. Yeah. Because as soon as he started talking, I was just like, "Man, you're just a shitty version of Joker, huh?" Yeah. Oh god, that was so obvious. (laughs) Um, I really can't remember the Scottish lady's name, so let's just brush past her. She doesn't. She doesn't count as a companion anyway. Um, Doesn't Natalie Dormer uh, have a role? She's like the ship's doctor. She is. She is. But again, I can't remember remember the name. And like there was a oh few other God. names like what's his name Kumali Nanjiani, he voices like one of the ship leaders, I think. You literally could have made that up, and I'm. He, he voices like <laughs> yeah, like one of the sort of like 
Because like, wasn't it like all the different ships were comprised of a specific race? Yeah, I think he was yeah. like the sort um, of head Solarian. God, but I, as for... there's Liam. Liam was the human guy. Yeah. Um, I think, and oh, there's a there's a Krogan, and I don't know what he was called. Meat shield. <laughs> yeah, meat shield. Um. <laughs> Oh, it's not Grunt, is it? That's, that's no, the that's good Mass one. Yeah. Two. From Mass yeah. Effect Two. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and three. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm 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 drawing a blank for literally everyone else. I couldn't even and remember. This, you know, and this should be shocking and disappointing as hell for any Bioware fan because, you know, we can remember the names of the characters from the original Mass Effect trilogy. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, but, easily. And I, I played that less recently. Were, but none of these guys are memorable enough they feel like character archetypes just really i mean i think pd pb whatever she's called was just the worst she was just like i they really thought that everyone was gonna love her i think because she had like the longest romance in the game um but i i never did it i just saw her on youtube out of curiosity I, yeah i i couldn't i couldn't even bring myself to do any of the romance stuff in Andromeda. I didn't play it long enough I to do the romance sure there was... stuff. <laughs> I, did, I, I wasn't even sure there was romance stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's very telling. Um, I romanced uh, one of the side characters called Reyes who isn't even like a crewmate and you get like one scene and that's it for the entire game whereas if you get with the Asari you get like a really long and awkward sex scene and I don't know why they bothered because I don't think anyone's going to watch that. Um, and with everyone else it seems the same. It's like that it's either like ridiculously long or like they kiss and it's a fake black and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> it's you can just it really shows like in every aspect of this game it just they just did not have enough time. <laughs> and it's bad that we we couldn't we could remember like two and a half characters between us. <laughs> It's sad. <laughs> um, but there's one thing which I do see people praise, and I can remember having a little bit of fun with it, but I don't think as much fun as everyone else, was the combat. It was uh, radically different from the previous trilogy, um, whereas um, that was more of like a third-person shooter. This time, um, they wanted to make something that fit the open world and encouraging us to fly about and test out new abilities, and there was like a huge emphasis on changing like the powers that you had all the time. And I remember that being fun for a bit. Um, it was kind of ruined by the lack of enemy variety, I thought, but and the fact that the open world was boring. But it was, you know, I think they pulled it off fairly okay. Do you guys have any good memories of the combat system? No. I remember... <laughs> the only thing I can vaguely remember was, like, jumping in the air and then using the Vanguard, like, spike spear throw ability. Yeah. That was cool. And, like, maybe that's the only thing I enjoyed about Andromeda. <laughs> I did... I hated the combat on Andromeda. Oh, really? It was, it was just... It was awful. It's like, you you know, I'm... I understand that there's... You know, that you're going around, you're... That there's supposed to be almost an RNG that says, okay, yes, you've, you've missed, yes, you've hit. And it was... But this, for Andromeda, it just, it didn't work. I don't know what it was about combat, it just felt dull. 
And that's, yeah. that's the same problem I had with, in, with Inquisition. The combat felt dull. It's like, it how do you do really that? Much. And I've got to say, like, I... I feel like Bioware's a bit too harsh in its older games and its combat because I'm, I've been replaying Origins, Dragon Age Origins recently, and I yeah. bloody love the combat in that. I know it's not for everyone, but, you know, I feel like I can try out different um, builds and everything, and it feels quite fresh every time. Whereas when I did try and play Andromeda again, it was fun for a bit, but it, it gets samey quite quickly. The only saving grace is that you can change your character build just like that. Um, you can like go to this place in the ship and redistribute all your points and I guess that was just sort of an attempt to keep everyone on board and keep playing um, so that's kind of cool that's, that's what I see people point to anyway when they say that everyone was too harsh on this game um, but I don't I don't really think people were too harsh has to be said I wouldn't say I hate um, the game I just think the game so profoundly bored me that I forgot about it so qu uh, very quickly that's worse if anything yeah. just the fact that a bioware game is completely not memorable after delivering some of the most iconic characters in gaming history yeah i i'm i'm not ashamed to say that i hate the game <laughs> it it i'm you know i i was i was one of those guys that was upset about mass effect 3 and the way it ended but <clears throat> when Andromeda came out, I was kind of hoping okay, maybe they can redeem themselves maybe they can <clears throat> maybe they can make something new from this and it's like, <laughs> no, we're actually going to disappoint you further <laughs> I'd argue they we're did gonna, make something new, it just wasn't good <laughs> yeah, they found new ways to, to do new <laughs> they found new ways to <laughs> irritate us it's like, <sighs> uh, yeah. um, see, I I'm like from a different angle. I didn't actually mind the ending to Mass Effect 3. I was disappointed, but um, I, I was playing it in hindsight. I played the whole trilogy for the first time in 2015. So I don't forget it like, hit me as hard. Um, and also, I I kind of always liked bad Bioware. Like, I I played Dragon Age 2, and I still I still have like a special place in my heart for Dragon Age 2, even though it is the weakest. I game played that game for the first time last time. year, and I actually enjoyed it a lot. That's the thing, yeah. It's 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 a fun old game. It has a lot going for it, and I will defend that. Whereas ugly child when I started Inquisition, I got bored after the first hour, like two or three hours. Yes, a fellow intellectual. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I see. So like, everyone loves Inquisition, and I'm not going to take that away from them. But I, I just, it's not for me. I think the thing I, I realized I was like, oh, they've done the exact same thing they did with Mass Effect Andromeda's level design, and that bored me in seconds. And then when I exactly. realised, it's like, oh, they took healing out entirely and you have to use some weird damage mitigation <laughs> bullshit. I was like, what the fuck is, were they thinking with this game? Like, I, just I don't think get the power any of this. system was the thing that turned me off. Like, the power system of not even being able to, like, steamroll through the main story of all the side content is boring you. And I eventually did power through and get to the DLC. And it really just, it's not, it wasn't worth it. I think I just, so read, the really I think I just read the Wikipedia article for it. And I was like, I'm definitely not going to finish this game. I'm not. I don't really want to play it much longer. Yeah. Yeah. Were you ready for Dragon Age Four? Maybe. <laughs> if Bioware can dig itself out this hole. I don't think they will. <laughs> no, I, I feel like they are at last chance saloon with EA. Oh. Yeah. Um, I think that that brings us nicely uh, into the next point about uh, how 
like most Bioware horror stories, uh, a lot of problems were caused by having to use the Frostbite engine, which is a, uh, a terrible character engine. In the show. <laughs> it's, I see, like, no, it's we, a, it is a good engine that is badly misused. It is. And, why do they use it for RPGs? I'll never understand. Why do they work. use it for anything but because Battlefield? It was literally an engine designed to power Battlefield and nothing else. Because uh, let's see, <laughs> it was it wasn't uh, it wasn't Andrew Wilson, it wasn't Richatello, it was the guy between them, uh, Peter Nort. No, not Peter Nort. Peter Moore. It was Peter Moore who said, "Okay, we've you know we just bought dice." We're going to make Frostbite the standard engine across all of our projects. Everything will use Frostbite except Madden. It'll use its it'll use its own thing, but everything Frostbite. And I'm guessing there was not a single game developer in the room at that point because the fact that no. just Bioware is the RPG studio and they gave them this this engine. Which didn't ha- wasn't made for making RPGs. With um, Inquisition, they had to build so much from scratch just to get it to run on that engine, um, and that's kind of sped up Andromeda's development at least because they could borrow a lot from Inquisition. But at the end of the day, they they're just using an engine which isn't made for what they're doing. Um, yeah. It- it's it's like trying to use a chainsaw when you need a ratchet wrench. <laughs> exactly, and um, oh, there, I haven't got the, the exact quote up, but um, there was a, a quote from a developer speaking, um, I think it's a, uh, Jason Schreier about this, saying that using Frostbite Engine and making Mass Effect, it was like you'd fix one problem, and when you have your back turned, there's like five more leaks, you know? It's just, you can't keep up with all the problems that it presents, because you're making it do something it doesn't want to do. And that's how the animations ended up looking so bad, for example, because they'd, they'd fix the animations on one scene, and while they'd been moving the game along and updating assets or, and whatnot, it had just completely ruined, like, ten other scenes. And it was just way too much for them to keep up with. So I think yeah, the quality Frostbite of Frostbite engine. shows when considering uh, Respawn's contributions, Titanfall, like Apex and Jedi Fallen Order were all made not on Frostbite. On, they're on different engines and they've all done... <laughs> yeah. very, well, Apex, I think you've done very well. Titanfall didn't do, even though it's fucking amazing and deserves success. Hey, yeah. Nero to join the call. You good there? <laughs> Is he... Okay. Oh, okay. He's lurking. He's lurking. Okay. <laughs> we have the, the ghost of Nero on the show now. Um, <laughs> anyway. Um, so, Frostbite Engine. I feel like it probably won't be the last time we bring it up on the show. But yeah, I, I saw that with... report about Anthem's development and how Frostbite was... I do not like the Frostbite Engine. You cannot use the same Wait. engine for soccer and also dragons. <laughs> I mean, you're, like, you're expecting is, uh, FIFA to have quality standards from FIFA fans. It doesn't. That's just the same every year. Just for the benefit of the listeners, uh, Nirav has joined the call and he is yelling about Frostbite Engine just to keep in character, and I appreciate that. <laughs> He's on the road! Okay! <laughs> and he is... And you decide to join in and yell about EA. The Unreal Engine is already made, just fucking use it. No, Unreal can Unreal can do damn near everything. Yeah, it but can. Frostbite, not even close. <laughs> I mean, Unreal powered Jedi Fallen Order, so I don't think you'll be able to hear my audio since I'm not recording on my end. 
probably not. No, not. they can't. They can't hear you. So I'll I'll yeah. translate for them. So yeah, uh, Nirav just dropped some insight. Um, and he probably doesn't want me to shout that insight is, but I'm gonna share it. And that is that. Uh... Oh, what was that? I know the release date of Elden Ring. It's. <laughs> <laughs> he's revealed the Elden Ring release date. He's not going to tell us because he hates us and he's mad that he can't join in on this episode talking about Mass Effect Andromeda. We we had it without him. We didn't invite him. I lied. Um, but yeah, thanks for popping in there after completely uh, yell disrupt about... the flow of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. and, and yell about EA. And make this an absolute while you're driving. For the editor. He's going to have to try and translate what you're saying. I'm going to find a way around this. Just use a text-to-speech thing and fill in the gaps as best you can remember. You know the best I'm part of this is, I'm going to have to just have, like, a really good memory and just remember what you said. No, you don't. You can make up whatever you want at this <gasps> point. Shit. Yes. Said it. My name is Nierf, and I am a big boob fart face. And I'll tell you right now, we'll realize what you say. Me, me and Axel will back you up on whatever you put. Hey, no. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Nero. Bye, bye. Have fun driving. <laughs> God damn it! He just—it's because this is my one episode to edit. This is his baby. Like, he I can't. must ruin it for her. He has to be involved in yeah. some way. You know, I'm—I'm I'm, I'm just gonna—I'm gonna send him the raw audio from this. I'll be like, there, you edit it. <laughs> Have fun. <laughs> so oh. you, this is your podcast. You're gonna do at least some work on it. God damn it. You know. What's funny is that this is kind of just like the development of Mass Effect Andromeda. Just sort of like someone <laughs> popping in and be like, do this now. <laughs> and we're like, okay, uh, I guess we've got to somehow make this work. Podcast imitates life. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe Nirav is just EA. <laughs> Andrew Wilson. Um, oh god, okay. <laughs> to try and get back on track. Uh, so we're right, we've got our frostbite rant uh, out the way. Uh, but there was another um, friend of the show that made a return, and that was Crunch. There was an awful lot of it with Mass Effect Andromeda. There's, all, there's also been an awful lot of it with Byron before, it just hadn't gone reported. Um, so by this point, Bioware staff were already burnt out by Crunch on Inquisition. Um, I think some staffers from that had moved to the Montreal to work on, um, to work on uh, Andromeda as well. Um, and to make matters worse, staff kept getting pulled out from fires happening in Andromeda. Good idea with the fires on Anthem, uh, which was, I guess, meant to be the apology for <laughs> uh, Andromeda before Andromeda had even offended anyone. Um, yeah, that was a game. That was an apology. <laughs> that, that was supposed to be an apology. I think it was. I think it was. <laughs> I think that was like the worst apology ever. <laughs> And <laughs> I, I, I can't think of of something more awful. I know. Than, than anthem. But so, it's just and I, I, you know, and it sucks because it's you know, there's a, there's the potential for a good setting there. There really is. Yeah. I was I was quite excited for it when they first dropped some information. And that quickly disappeared. Yeah, it's like it. There's a there was a comic strip in uh, in a uh, in a guitar magazine years ago, which which I've always taken to heart. You know, guys, you know, there are two guys talking uh, about one of the one of them not showing up for band practice, and the guy is saying, or the other guy is saying, look, you need to show up. 
for band practice because if you don't show up for band practice then you're not actually in a band you're in a, you're in an idea for a band and nobody ever got laid for being in an idea for a band and <laughs> is that and pretty that, much just this <laughs> it would it's it's bio it is dragon age inquisition it is it Ma mass effect andromeda it is anthem there are their ideas for a band <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's a good point although in this case it's like i guess the developers really want to go to band practice but then they like they had like 10 other bands like no you have to come and help us with our band practice and it's they like didn't you're, you're being a session player <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I, I my heart really just goes out to the people that worked on these games because like researching it you can tell that the, the writing team especially just wanted so much from andromeda but just kept getting held back by the the deadlines the fact that they were getting pulled onto other projects the fact that they'd go oh it needs online oh it needs these frostbite just ea just and also just like upper management of bioware from what i've heard you know just also just crunching the hell out of everyone um um uh, I think it, with Inquisition it was at its worst. They really like were enforcing over eighty hour weeks to get that released. Um but then the developers were like there was a sense of pride after that. Uh, but then it was just it pulled onto one fire. Sense pulled of pride the and accomplishment, fire. you say. It pride and accomplishment, exactly. Our old friend is back. <laughs> and just to make it worse, uh, apparently there's this internal um mindset in bioware of it will no matter how bad a game gets it will be fixed with bioware magic <laughs> and that basically means if the project's looking terrible we'll chain you to your desks until it's good <laughs> and we'll call it magic <laughs> uh and it didn't work this time <laughs> i guess kill surprise <laughs> I guess this is probably marks the time that it really didn't work. So, I mean, as much as we all don't like Inquisition, a whole bunch of people did. Um, and I guess, like, the one thing you can say about it is that it doesn't feel rushed. You know, it was a... Unless you played it on PS3. <laughs> if, if you played it next gen, it felt like a very coherent, well-put-together game. It looked good. Whereas with Andromeda, it looked bad. It played bad animation was bad everything about it just had the mark of a really rushed game and then anthem came out and the reception wasn't really much better it was worse because yeah. Anthem came out and yeah mass effect andromeda came out and it was terrible and then anthem came out and said hold my beer yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so sad so yeah bioware magic um just didn't cut it uh the animations were um very quickly mocked online people making compilations of the funniest ones eventually this was fixed with patches but all that left were characters that no one really seemed to be taken in with and a story that has as we discovered largely forgettable um to this day i, I occasionally see the old op-ed floating around saying hey you guys are too harsh andromeda but even then they're not really like you know pointing out anything overly kind about it they're just like yeah you know had a fun time i like this character but that's you know if you compare that to the legacy of the of the first mass effect trilogy it's just night and day um that's a grim note to leave it on <laughs> but that's more or less the story of andromeda i guess with that in mind uh we've got legendary edition coming out but beyond that what do you think's in store for, for Bioware? 
I hope they fix that Anthem game they made. I think it looks cool. Uh, yeah, no, that uh, they've they've uh, given up on that. It's yeah, dead. weren't they going to do it's a gone. big like No Man's Sky esque patch to it, and then they were they were talking about it. They were saying, okay, we're you know we're thinking about Anthem, you know Anthem next, and then they they were teasing it for weeks and weeks and weeks and then they finally said yeah no screw it i think ea pulled the plug on it they were working on it and then ea reviewed it and just went nah this isn't worth salvaging yeah and yeah i guess it's a shame it could have been another comeback story but i guess there just wasn't the money in in it for ea uh, I bought a physical copy of Anthem from my local game where I now work, but a long time ago before I worked there, I saw them selling new copies of it for a tenner, and I just went, "Fuck it, well, let's go see oh, what this shit. thing is like. Why not?" <laughs> I played the first mission; it glitched out. I couldn't finish it, and I haven't touched it since. And that must oh, have been over like bad. a year ago. Oh, yeah, that's really bad. Oh my god. Yeah, I I played it uh, earlier this year, and. You know, right before the uh, the whole next thing was supposed to be coming out, and I it was it was improved. I actually did make it to the end of the storyline, but I I was asking myself why, what you know, what was here that was worth still doing, what was here that you know was worth pursuing. It, it was just it was terrible it was there was no good setup there was no through line and oh god the mechanics of trying to get into a mission was so hostile to the process it's like you're you know you do you want me to actually play this or not and the the even and even now, the consensus seems to have been, yeah, no, we, we don't want you to play it. We, we just want you to experience it. <laughs> what the hell are you talking what about? Does, what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's disappointing because somewhere, you know, much like Andromeda, much like Inquisition, Anthem had the potential for a good story in there. And you know, they didn't show up to band practice. <laughs> yeah, and it's... Well, I, I'm really quite worried about the future of Bioware games. Like, I'm letting myself get hyped for Dragon Age 4 because I never learned my lesson. Um, but I Are guess you ready for years, years of trailers of nothing more than concept art? <laughs> hey, I do love that. Hey, you know, we, we got, like, one render of the elf dude. That's, that's all we need. And Just then it'll be a, like... A, one frame of... Solus and this, that will keep you happy for a bit, you, get, you know. If if the previous games are anything to follow by, you get years of trailers. You just feature concept art and other stuff, and then three months before the game's out, they're like, "Oh yeah, we should actually show what the game looks like." And then you see what the game looks like, and you realize, "What have these guys been doing for the past five years?" Yeah, I mean, with Dragon Age in particular, it's it's bad. Uh, I didn't mention it here, but there was actually a version. I think in during Andromeda's development, I. I think I'm right in saying there was two different versions of Dragon Age 4 in development at some point. They started work on a single player version um, and then 
uh, I think probably EA, I guess, were like, hey, no, you need to make it live servicey like Anthem because Anthem's going to be really good. Prom- we promise. Because everyone and... wants live service games. <laughs> Not like there's already <laughs> enough do. of them on the market. So they had to scrap the first Dragon Age 4 and make a new one, and then they scrapped that and was like, no Dragon Age, no one likes Dragon Age anymore, move on. And they're like, alright, maybe some people like it, so you can make another one now, and it's a bit of a complete mess. Um, I'm guessing there's a lot of Bioware magic happening right now. (laughs) So, uh, shout out to the team working on that. I hope you get to see your your loved ones at some point. (laughs) Maybe. I'm sure they will you know. yeah once the game's finally released sacked. well once the game's released and after they've been sacked yeah he has a good point oh, <laughs> it's that's... like hi we're shutting you know, hi you've released the last game Bioware will, Bioware will ever make you're fired <laughs> yeah I, that's another point Like, I think, I think Bioware is living on borrowed time I think Mass Effect Legendary Edition if that, that has to sell astronomically well I think for them to get in EA's good books again because the way they they, they, they they think with money and they look at the fact that FIFA pulls in <clears> loads <throat> and then they'll look at the fact that these RPGs are very hit and miss um, in recent years. And even if they do good, they don't make FIFA money. Then they can't monetize them like FIFA. So I'm I'm very worried that they'll just, they just won't see the point. Um, I mean, there's murmurings of a Mass Effect 5, whatever that will look like, I'm guessing. No, they already showed it off. It's Mass Effect will continue. As the Game yeah, Awards revealed but... its subtitle. That's the thing, it's... Like, I don't... What's it going to look like? Are they going to... I'm guessing they're completely abandoning, um, you know, Andromeda. Yeah, I think as a galaxy. in the trailer, I believe. Yeah. So they're very much trying to, like, cash in on the good graces of fans. <laughs> and... What good graces? Yeah, the, the all two of them, <laughs> you know, that are still there. <laughs> Um, so they're, they're going to need to come back to the century. And it's such a shame because I bloody love Bioware. I'm still very, very, very slowly making my way through Baldur's Gate and I'm, I'm just loving it. It's like peak Bioware charm. And even then, like, I, I just have no desire to play Anthem. And I'm very scared about Dragon Age 4. It's, it's just really sad what's happened to the company and also just so many people that made up Bioware just aren't there anymore <laughs> so I mean like, I was thinking about and... that but like id Software bought Doom back and I don't think anyone who worked on like the original Doom is at id Software nowadays but what id, whatever, whoever is at id Software have managed to turn into like arguably the most popular Doom has ever been so yeah, yeah no. maybe, you know, it's, maybe it's some possible. fresh talent will help they just need to put the right maybe. people in charge I guess yeah definitely I mean I, I can't really keep up what happened at Bioware. Like, Casey Hudson left and then comes back and then leaves again. I <laughs> It's a revolving door, I swear. <laughs> I can't keep track of... <laughs> like, and it's probably... It's like they, they just put out so many fires at once. It's like when they had uh, Inquis- the Inquisition, Andromeda, Anthem debacle, just moving people around. Like, please fix each other's work, please. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know what would be, you know think... be a good first step to fixing all those problems? Well, let's hear it. Not using Frostbite. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal decision. Please. Jedi Fallen Order was on like, Unreal. Just yeah. use Unreal Engine. Why aren't they? Unreal works. Right... I've never heard people <laughs> moan about Unreal. It, yeah, it, 
by itself, Unre you know, Unreal works really well. If if you've made a bad game with Unreal, it's because you've made a bad game. It's not because the engine sucks. <laughs> and also, it mean they can actually spend time on the game rather than bug fixing twenty four seven. I mean, obviously, you know, they have to spend a lot of time bug fixing anyway. But it's going to be even worse if they're sort of you know while they fix one bug, ten others spring up. It's it's just not sustainable, I think, to keep using Frostbite at this point. Um, I don't not know. Outside I, of Battlefield. Yeah, I, I've got I have got good feelings about Legendary Edition because I guess how can you fuck up something that you've already got quite good? Don't know. But... Well, I'm sure EA will find a way to. Blizzard, do it. Blizzard <laughs> managed to fuck up what, that Warcraft remaster. That yeah is a good point. Yeah, reforged. I forgot about that. Um, but I guess this is this is pretty one to one. I think, isn't it? They're just. Other than making like making Mass Effect One's gunplay better, because as much as I love Mass Effect One, its gunplay is not very good. It's very frustrating and no. annoying. That was a hard yeah. one to get into, definitely. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to like seeing the improved visuals and everything, um, and also all the DLC in one place. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's like the really main good. draw for me because I have all three games on PC, but the system for buying it was really complicated. So they just put out a bundle. They were like, here, here's a bundle, it's all a DLC, also it's 20 quid. I'm like, I already own some of it, can't you cut me a discount? It's like, yeah. no. Like, on, if you buy it on Steam <laughs> now, it's just, you have to pay like 20 quid. Get all the DLC at yes. once. So you might as well just wait for the legendary DLC yeah. at this point. And I, yeah, I've got good feelings about that. I think it'll probably sell really well, because it's people effect. like nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like... And it, It's I weird to me that EA have been the most resistant about remasters, considering... They have a lot of stuff I think people would actually want to see remastered. Exactly. And like, yeah, I think like it's been from the early days of like the one PS4 era. People were like talking about Mass Effect remasters and how cool that would be, and now they're actually doing it at the start of the PS4 and Xbox, PS5 and Xbox Series X era. It's kind of amusing to me. No, no, I th I think part of it stems from their experiments to uh, to mine the back catalog. And put stuff on mobile. Uh, I I don't know if you remember the uh, the debacle behind the dungeon. Yes. Mobile How can I forget <laughs> <laughs> the game that insulted like... you for not giving it your wallet? Oh, that was yeah. That was a wild. Ride. I think they've also just yeah. like were very supportive of that Microsoft's backwards compatibility. Like so, as soon as yeah. Xbox started coming out with that, I think they just kind of gave them a blank pass and said, "Yeah, just do all of our games." <laughs> but um, yeah. I'm I feel like this is a, this is a good decision. I feel like this is a real good chance for Bioware to sort of like you know hit the reset button. You know they're gonna get a whole bunch of money from this. They're gonna get a, a lot of um you know praise from fans, and it will put them in a good position to release new games because it won't be like oh they've just done Anthem, so why should I give them a chance? Uh, I feel like it'll just be more like remember when Bioware made good games. Yeah, yeah, I guess to to people like us, yeah. that's that's how it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, Sonny, I can uh, I can remember when Bioware made a good game. Must have been oh, back in uh, ninety one, ninety two. You know, we we carried turnips in our pockets, as was the fashion of the time. <laughs> We 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 do just kind of sound like old cynical folks, but I guess that's because that's I what, am. Yeah, I, I am I, an old cynical folk. I, I will fully admit that, like, 
I, I, I hate to be because I see like so many Bioware fans are just like always like hyper positive and like oh even if you don't like Inquisition you must find something you like about it but it's like no I'm sorry I'm a, I'm a hateful old shit I don't <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could be more positive about it but no I can't and the same with Vandromeda I tricked myself into thinking I enjoyed it after my first playthrough after a week I stopped pretending and I was like no that's bad and I haven't pre-ordered a single video game since uh, it was that was like my lesson. It was like I'm not pre-ordering anymore. <laughs> I'm not gonna because I was I can remember at the time like my brother was like, "Why are you pre-ordering it? It could suck." And I was like, "Well, it's Mass Effect, so even if it sucks, I'm still gonna like it because of the law." Um, and that ended up not being true. So <laughs> I oh, know. Don't worry. I I learned my pre-ordering lesson in an even harder way than you. Oh no, let's hear it. Aliens, Colonial Marines. Oh <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's, that's a pretty harsh lesson. So were you, like, really excited for it and everything? Yeah, like, I, I remember I was at university at the time, and it was like I had a lecture that morning, and it was literally, like, sat in the lecture, being like, right, I want to get this game, I want to go home and play this, and then I get home, my mate comes oh, over, no. we hook up two controllers to play it, and I was just like, what the fuck is this? This is nothing <laughs> like the trailers made it look. Oh, God. No, that was, it was criminal how they... They advertised that. I mean, quite literally criminal, I think, because it did, I think, break some consumer rules in the end about the trailers that they put out for that game look nothing like what the actual game was. Even like was, there was a raw gameplay demo that is not in the original game. It was genuinely, doesn't it? Like, I, I'm like vaguely remembering stuff I've heard about it, and it just, they knew it wasn't accurate at the time when they made that ad, and they did it anyway. Because, of course, I they remember, did. I think either last year or the year before, someone discovered a the reason that AI was so bad was due to a typo <laughs> in the code. It's so funny. And it was actually just like a single letter in one of the words, I think. Oh, or something gosh. like that. But someone fi- found it, fixed it, and the AI got a lot better. But that oh, still doesn't salvage that game. No, it doesn't. Uh, God, what a way to end our <laughs> discussion on Bioware by comparing it to Alien Colonial Marines. I mean, I'm not comparing it, comparing yeah, Aliens. No, God, no. And Andromeda wasn't as bad as Colonial Marines. I'm just saying I learned how I learned I shouldn't pre-order in a much more hard Anthem. way than you did. Anthem might have been as bad as Colonial Marines. I'm, oh really? I'm not, that bad? I'm not it, when it first came out, yeah. Uh at this point it's still it is more stable, it is functional to a point. It's still not a great game. It's still a lot of live service nonsense and I am just elementally enraged. I feel like the difference there though is that I don't think people were excited for Anthem. I think everyone kind of saw it for what it was. So it was just EA trying to get get in on the sort of Destiny crowd. Whereas Colonial Marines people were interested in. And then it just came out that the game was a fucking mess and not very good afterwards. I was, in, you know, I was interested in Anthem. I was, I was looking forward to it. I was looking forward to having something that was able to scratch that space fantasy itch, or at least not necessarily space fantasy, but certainly sci-fi fantasy. Something that was, you know, getting the the fantasy peanut butter into the the sci-fi high-tech jelly and or uh, chocolate rather, and it was like. What did you do? 
It could it could have been good, but I think you know one because of Andromeda and two just because I just thought that they just want to get in on the light service crowd. Um, and it didn't it didn't work. No. Oh god, please Bioware, please. I I guess it's not really up to you. Please EA, please like occasionally let Bioware staff see their families. It might improve their performance. Who knows? <laughs> Here's you know. a question. Sorry to do it. Here's a question. So say the next game sucks, Bioware shuts down. Who do you think they they should give the Mass Effect IP to? Oh. Uh, nobody. <laughs> I would say Obsidian now that they've got uh, Microsoft money, but yeah, that means know. it'd be Xbox exclusive. But yeah, it would be I... called Obsidian. Obsidian. Mm. It's quite a different tone to Obsidian RPGs, but I still I still like Obsidian RPGs. So I feel like after the Outer Worlds, Obsidian proved they're quite flexible in terms of tones yeah, and writing. Definitely, that was it you felt compare, like yeah. New Vegas to Outer Outer Worlds are like two tonally different games. They had like a, a yeah. little bit of the same humor, but I think they definitely like it was more, I guess, like camp with. Outer Worlds, but yeah, like, Outer Worlds in, in a self-aware way. Sort of cynical business humor, really hard, and I did enjoy a yeah. lot of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like for me, like Outer Worlds, and I say this in a nice way, was my least favorite Obsidian game, and I still bloody loved it. Like that's how much I love. Um, that's how much like I trust Obsidian with a game. It's like even when I think it's one of their weaker ones, I still think it's you know a very good game. Um, so I I would undoubtedly trust them. Uh, any other like companies that come to mind? Uh, I don't know. Uh, Firaxis. I. It it's hard not to trust the guys that came out with, who come out consistently with the Civilization series. Okay. It's hard not to trust the guys who, who rebooted XCOM. See that that when you said that that had me thinking. What about a Mass Effect Tactics game? Ooh. That could be interesting. That might. <sighs> Like, I think if they can turn Gears into, like, an XCOM-style turn-based tactics game, surely somebody could do Mass Effect. I know that Firex didn't do Gears tactics, but... Yeah. I feel like a Mass Effect tactics game could I feel like be could really work. cool. It could be, couldn't it? Yeah. I mean, you've got such, like, a rich lore and like, world to dive into for it that I feel like it could work quite nicely. It was that, and I, I always kind of wanted to see a Telltale Mass Effect game. Back oh, when so they were still making good games, that would have been kind of cute, wouldn't it? Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I can see that working. I don't know. Back, yeah, no, back I just, I just like to see spin-offs, old. stuff that explores different aspects yeah. of the Mass Effect universe besides what the main games do. Yeah. I feel like there's such a rich universe there. <clears throat> it surprises it really me that EA haven't tried to exploit it more. <laughs> that is a good I, point. I, I, yeah, I, I, for myself, I think I might have liked to have seen something kind of in the style of Homeworld. Uh, a, an RTS fleet action type game, seeing the different kinds of, vi- of vessels engaging in large scale combat. You know, set it back during uh, the first contact war. Yeah, that would be interesting. I think <clears throat> definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, please, you know, Bioware, if you're listening, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry you had to listen to us trash a lot of your games but we love you I think um, I guess we'll just end the discussion there because I think we could talk about <laughs> what Bioware should do for bloody ages um, but 
yeah thanks for listening to that everyone um we will be back to our regularly scheduled programming next week i'm guessing near have will return and this time not on a four-hour car journey where i have somehow got edit around <laughs> the in- uh, him yelling about uh was it frogger and frostbite and bethesda so just normal i guess uh near have inclusions there um uh, if, if this is your first time here, please subscribe. Uh, if it's just on YouTube, um, we're also on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts. Is it called Apple Podcasts? I don't even use it. <laughs> I don't know what the service is called. But however you're listening to us, yeah, you should check out our other episodes. We always uh, dive into games that are at least a year old and just have a chill discussion about them. Or not so chill if EA is involved. Um, please, you know, leave comments telling us what you think about it. Whether you uh, think that we are all cynical and should go to a retirement home, or whether we're absolutely perfect and right, please, please let us know. Um, you guys got any plugs? Not really. I just <laughs> kind of try to get coursework done and then maybe see where I go after that. Hey, okay. Well. Uh, wait, wait. What, one more thing. Mass Effect Battle Royal. Oh god. No. <laughs> I can like feel the uh, the offense coming from Axel right now. Luke, <laughs> Luke why are you making that? <laughs> I mean Square Enix are trying to make a Final Fantasy 7 Battle Royal, so No, god no. I'm sorry. No. I can't. So it's also this. mobile only as far as I know. Just put them in Fortnite and call it a day. I mean. <laughs> Axel, you got you got any plugs apart from no Massive uh, War- Battle Royale? <laughs> Yeah, no. Uh, the uh, we're going to be recording our final episode of uh, Cyberpunk Red and the Final Echo uh, next Thursday. Hopefully, it'll be out a week or so after that. Uh, so this is going to be the uh, the series finale. Uh, if you've been following the previous episodes, great. If not, you've got plenty of time to to binge the first four. At, you know the first four acts and get familiar with all the characters and all the uh, cyberpunk shenanigans yeah um with me um i now write stuff over at thegamer.com i'm writing a whole bunch of uh maybe good takes about mass effect uh not so good like recently i did write a defense piece about how um i really like caden <laughs> in uh yesterday so maybe don't read that because i feel like most people disagree with that <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, uh, my work we found there. Uh, you can um, find us on Twitter at, ga- at GameBustersPod. Um, you can find our personal Twitters on there if you want to hate us, I guess. <laughs> um, and next week, yeah, like I said, Nira will be back. Thank you for listening, everyone. And have a chill uh, EA free week. I do not like the Frostbite engine, you cannot use the same engine for soccer and also Dragon 